Hi gorgeous, this is episode number 327 with the wonderful Jamie Greenberg. Hi, this is Jamie Greenberg. You are listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Shalonsky. Enjoy. I'm so looking forward to the conversation with Jamie. We will be talking about how to capitalize on your uniqueness. And as you probably already know, Gorgeous, you are unique as every single person on this planet. I'm so super excited to have this conversation with Jamie. Jamie Greenberg dramatically increases experts' reach and income by helping them capitalize on their calling. How? Well, by transforming them from just another coach, speaker or author into a one-of-a-kind, trailblazing thought leader, maximizing their money-making potential. Jamie is known as an imaginologist and he ignites the sparks of imagination and inspiration in others. So you are in for a treat. In case we don't know each other yet, I am Christine Schlonsky, the host of Heart Sales Podcast, where we talk with inspirational, successful, heart-centered entrepreneurs and business leaders about how they have built a wildly successful business and in many cases also had to overcome their challenges in selling their products and services. Some of our amazing past guests include Bob Burke, John Lee Dumas, Kate Erickson, Anthony Inario, Susie Carter, Andrea Waltz, Ian Altman, just to name a few. And this episode is brought to you by Heart Cells Academy, where we support heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs just like you to redefine sales so that you can exponentially grow your business and impact by creating the lifestyle and freedom you're looking for and by selling from your heart with ease, grace, confidence, being authentic in the process and still making the money you want to make and creating the freedom you want to create. If that is of interest to you, hop on over to christineschlansky.com and check us out. You have the opportunity to book a call right on the page so we can see how we can help you grow your business and impact. So let's dive in with the wonderful Jamie Greenberg and let's see how you can capitalize on your unique gift. Well, I am so excited you're here today, Jamie. Welcome. Uh, well, it's a pleasure to be with you, Christine. I'm so excited about sharing some of my uh, insights and um, revelations uh, pertaining to uh, sales, especially hard sales. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't wait. You know, one of the fun facts about you is that it doesn't sound fun at the beginning, but when you think about it, it was really fun that as a young age, you were diagnosed with a devastating allergy to working at jobs. Well, that's really, really bad, you know? <laughs> so because you hated it so much, it was a blessing at the end because it inspired you to be completely on your own. That means you never had a job in your life. Is that right? Well, that's not true. I did have a few jobs in my life, but it was because they were... Uh frustrating uh just my own uh perception of being in a place where i could not really uh, fully express myself that was my first indication that i really wanted to work for myself mm. beautiful so what what happened do you remember when you transitioned from job to entrepreneur do you remember the situation and how it was different all of a sudden 
Uh, I do. I do. I was working in a clothing haberdashery store and I was selling suits uh, and high-end clothing to people. And I was very good at it and uh, uh, I enjoyed it. But there was a ceiling on this, uh, the amount of money that I could earn and the relationships I could connect with. And I said, you know, I have so many ideas in my head that I just want to test my mental and go out there and uh, be part of the universe and just do what I want to do. So I uh, burned the ships and started, well, at that time I was uh, decided I wanted to perform. I was a performer, a mime, life-size buddy puppeteer. And um, I put together my own one-man show and I started to book it. And we grew into a, an entertainment agency where, you know, my show was out there doing about... 150 shows a year between wow. the U.S. and international. And then we brought a couple of other artists on. And uh, I did that for quite a long time and taught a lot of uh, master classes and colleges and places. I had my own workshop. And uh, uh, just an interesting point, because this is kind of relevant to sales, because my teacher, Tony Montanero, who studied with Marcel Marceau, uh, incredible mind, incredible mime and mind. He told me about personal theater and how important it was to take off the white face and just look inside and figure out your talents and abilities and aggregate them, accumulate them and express yourself the way you are. So that was my first introduction <laughs> to individualism. You know, really maximizing on your, on yourself. Uh, hence, my program capitalize on your uniqueness, uh, uh, and that stuck with me. He was one of those pivotal people that you meet in your life. Where, wow, you just uh, thank them, you know, for giving you the, your direction. So, uh, and, and and part of selling if we can just go down this tangent a little bit, is really kind of really understanding your personal theater, you know, and being able to expand your emotional palette, you know, so you can use everything that makes you interesting. Mm. And I did this actual exercise in one of my modules. It's, it's, it's called Video Performance Makeover, where we have people start to learn how to uh, get uh, out of just speaking from the head up and start developing their emotional body so they can animate and illustrate their, their talk or their performance uh, much more dramatically, much more interestingly. I, I love that. Do, do you think, because you are a performer by nature, <laughs> I, would, I would say so, do you think that this really helped you in selling or are you a natural salesperson which helped you to perform? I was, a, I, I was a salesperson before I actually was a performer. Because actually, when I was selling way back when in the clothing store, <laughs> uh, I knew I could sell to people. I love being with people. And I knew I could connect with people and uh, figure out what they wanted. I, I kind of learned how to listen to where somebody, was, where somebody was and where I was able to bring something to the table, you know, that would, would help them. And that's sort of my interpretation of almost what heart sells is. You know, it's sort of where you're educating and enlightening somebody. 
to a problem that they have. And when they see you as the solver of that problem, it's very profound for them. Now they're looking at you as not something, not a salesperson. They're looking at you as somebody who can help them. Hmm. I love that. That That's one of my favorite questions. What does hard sales mean for you? So <laughs> thank you for anticipating it. Uh, I, I think it's really awesome when you are in the place where you don't even think about selling, when you just think about how can I serve? And then it's so natural, right? Because you want to make that offer. You want to help the person make the next move or step um, so that their challenges can go away or their problems can be solved. That's pretty beautiful. Well, heart sells is, first of all, it's the most profound, great name in the world. It's two words, and it says exactly what you do and what so many other people attempt to do or are doing. But, you know, the heart is a very special place. The heart is pulsating the energy that comes from the source of life itself. So if that's keeping us alive and that's giving us everything that we need to be here on this planet, what better place to start a sales pitch than your heart, right? Totally. I I completely agree. (laughs) People have to, people feel your heart. You know, they feel uh, um, your passionate conviction comes from your heart. And when they understand that you're serious, and purposeful about what you're trying to communicate, it resonates on a whole completely different level. You don't, you don't have to pretend or sell or work with a script or, or, or any of this thing. So um, anyway, that's why I love what you do. <laughs> well, thank you so much. So is, is staying in your heart, is that for you also being authentic? Like, can we look at those two things? Like, you know, selling from your heart and being authentic Um, because I feel so many people are in a position when they start selling, they, they think they have to become someone else, right? They, they learned how to show up as a salesperson. So they sell more or whatever it is. And then they might feel they are authentic, but they're not really. So how do you see that people can get over the struggle, that they can really drop into their heart space and be who they are? This is an excellent question. This is really uh, an excellent question. And it really goes to the heart of the work that I do. Because when, when you capitalize on your uniqueness, you've got to know where you're unique and you have to stop copying what everyone else is doing. You have to give yourself permission to get into your own creative process. And when you start exploring what's coming down from your own comb, from your own creative intelligence, which requires that you do a little work on yourself by identifying your fears, your doubts, and your confusions, and then being able to manage that and move into that positive expectation, faith, and clarity place so you can open up the vortex you know, to your intuition, your inclination, your inspiration, and your aspirations. And now, now you're getting more intimate with who you are and how you think. And something incredible happens then. This is an intention that is set with the universe. And the universe is going to start delivering some pretty good ideas to you if you are alertly vigilant. 
Meaning you got to document, you got to be open to receive and grab and capture those ideas. And in the little program that I do, we have an idea management system where you can compartmental all these ideas. I call them beginning, middles, and ends. I call it harvesting your gorgeous chaos. Because there's a tendency, Christine, for us, want, for us wanting to create linearly. But creativity and ideas don't happen linearly, you know, because they can come from so many different places. So you just have to get them. They might be your ending, it might be your beginning, but you have to gather them because this is your intellectual property. And once you have that, then you can start seeing how brilliant you are. And where it's all coming from, even before you decide the how or where you're going to do with it. But our how is putting it in that uh, codification, that assembly. Uh, it's a, a signature system where we start looking, where's your online brand mission? What are your major content themes? What are the solutions for those major content themes? And now you have a document that is completely your own. And that is exciting. And now you want to go out and share it. And when you're familiar with your content and you really know it and you can teach it, you relax. And you don't have to become an affected salesperson. You don't have to look at someone else's script because you know and you've embodied that material so much that it's, again, going back. It, you have now passion and conviction. You can explain it and teach it. And, 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 and when you're in front of your ideal client, they're going to resonate with this. That's a long answer, but that's essentially yeah, uh, so a great question, by the way. That's a, an, an, an ex very good question because it, this was what, in my opinion, just stops people cold. And in, in the industry that we're in, you know, uh, people have to understand, really, really understand who they are and stop looking at what everyone else is doing and, and pulling the same language and the same stuff. So it sounds like a superficial thing, you know, and you will stand out. It doesn't matter how many people are in this space. If you can do that and people hear you and they understand it, you will, you will be successful. Yeah. That's so interesting because, you know, when we, look inside and oftentimes there's this little critic jumping up and down in <laughs> our brains telling us that we are not unique that we are not special like who do you think you are can you pull this business off why should somebody listen to you so what advice would you give people who have this little battle going on inside to really own their uniqueness their their awesomeness Another great question. The little critic. We have to, this is a question of self-worth, I find. We all have a little critic. We're all, uh, um, whenever we're creating something, we're putting it out there for the first time. You know, there's always a little, you know, excitement, uh, It's natural, you know, to have a little trepidation of how it's going to be received and, and, and all, this, all these things. But what I tell my clients is that there is an incredible excitement about birthing something new. And we have to embrace that transformation. We have to embrace the investment, you know, of, of 
what's coming out for the first time. Because just look how everything grows. Everything that grows is very fragile, okay? When you put a seed in the ground, it grows down first. It has to establish itself first before it pops up, you know, some little green stuff. And then it just needs to be nurtured a little bit with a little sun and water, and it'll grow down deeper to form the architecture that it needs to rise. So if, I always try to remember that myself, but I'm out there for the first time reinventing myself as we always are at any age, that you're going to make mistakes, but are they mistakes? They're just experiences from which you are going to build it better. So you have to embrace the process of getting out there with something new and birthing something new. It's, it's the process of creation. You have to embrace that, that process and understand that it's an, an evolution. It's not a failure. There's no mistakes. So if something happens where you're not getting the response you want, you know, and that little critic pops up, you just remember this is the first attempt. This is, this is the natural evolution of the creative process and, and my thing, it's going to get better. Hmm. Good question. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, people have that will, that desire, that hunger to serve and to really give their gifts to the world. And then on the other side, obviously, there's all the fear, the fear of failure, the question of the self-worth. And it's it's so interesting. And everybody is in the same game, right? I mean, I, I play that game too, sometimes better, sometimes not that well. And it, I think it depends on how long you allow yourself to stay with that inner critic. Because when you go to perfectionism, that's not going to help you. And understanding that there are people who need your services right now, even though it's not perfect, it's even more than they are dreaming of because you are already in a place where they want to be. Thank you. That's exactly right. There's always somebody underneath you that you can serve no matter what level you were at. And remember, let's just take this metaphysically for a second. You know, when we come into this container here on planet Earth, we have certain, certain objectives and certain things from that older, wider, broader self-perspective. And... We almost have an obligation to ourselves to meet that calling and be the light worker that we were meant to be. So we have to, we have to embrace the process of, of birthing something new and getting out there and experiencing what it is because that's what we came here to do. We, we, we have to meet that obligation almost. So in case someone is looking for their uniqueness, like where, where do you start? Because I think it's really difficult when you do that process by yourself, because for you, it's natural. For you, that's your standard. That's who you are. You don't even think about it. Where, where is a good way to start or a point to start so people can have a look at themselves and understand that they are special? My first module was, who are you? Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good module to start. I, I didn't know. <laughs> and, and, and if you think you can do it all by yourself, you know, you're wrong because we all need a witness. Just like an editor, an author needs an editor for a book or a musician needs a producer to produce his music. Somebody has to be out there reflecting. You, 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 you drive yourself crazy 
if you try to do it yourself, especially when you're in, in the creation mode, you know, co-creation, as Abraham says, you know, co-creation, you know, at its best. And then the one, you know, uh, the group becomes bigger than the whole. So we have to be involved with other people who are higher than us and lower than us and just, just to absorb the specialized knowledge that we need to move forward. And we have to embrace this. This is why the coaching industry exists, you know, the way it exists. And uh, uh, I, you know, I encourage every, anybody to, you know, begin reaching out for mentors who, who've done it. You know, so there's some, you have some idea and some roadmap on how to get there. You know, the first thing that I do when I'm in break, you know, and I enroll somebody, uh, I, I, I do my market research to show them where they're going to land. I like to work back off the shelf because they say, oh, there's some people in business. There are people earning a living. There are authors. There are things. There are websites about this, this thing. So how do you, of course you can get here. We just have to distinctify you and figure out how you're going to fit in that niche, you know, so you can be who you are, be who you are in the market and uh, make sure you have the right bait for the right pond. That sort of relaxes their mind a little bit because they can see the end game. And then when they're doing their own visioning, you know, they can start to visualize their audience, their sales, their, their, um, uh, their relationships. And they start crafting, you know, their blueprint and crystallizing their blueprint for the universe to take it in their hands and start delivering. That's also very important that I do with people. I, I want them to start learning how to work with the laws of the universe. They have to learn how you not only do your own, <laughs> let me say this the right way. Not only do you need other human beings, other individuals to mirror you, but you also have to maintain that connection with the metaphysical partners. You know, all your cool little angels, all your, your, your spiritual cluster family who are rallying every second, you know, around you, but you have to just ask. You just gotta ask, you know, ask and you will receive. Create the intention and then watch how it's gonna show up. Watch where those seeds of opportunity come up. That's what I call it, alert vigilance. Watch where they're gonna come from. It could be the cashier in the, in the, in the supermarket. It could be in a movie. You know, the universe, we use all its devices, but if you're not looking, you're not going to get it. So let me ask you this. Obviously, some people are more spiritual than others, and some people have, you know, started their path to becoming more intuitive or going back to that natural being of being intuitive a long time ago. Where can somebody start in case they are an entrepreneur who is slightly stressed because it's not going the way they envision it will be going? It's kind of hard right now. You know, they try different strategies. They have not really found their voice yet. How can they start in that state to tune in and find the truth within them? You know, ask great questions, but... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> First, um, you can't be an entrepreneur when you have your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. It's really going to destroy you and create a lot of stress. 
and it's not going to be very much fun. So I always start this process, especially like when I have executives who are transitioning into entrepreneurship. You know, they've been involved in 20, 30 years in a business and now they want to become a consultant or a coach or something, but they don't know really how to be an entrepreneur. What's that's like, you know? What the, and I, just like we were talking about, I, I, I want them to watch what their mind is producing. I want them to create on purpose, not by default. So you have to watch how you're thinking. And when you share your vision with somebody, you've got to be careful about how people are going to respond to it and how you're going to react to it. Because people don't want you to take that risk. Generally, your spouses want you to take that risk. (laughs) Your friends will be concerned that you're going to blow up your whole life. So you have to find it within yourself to manage your thought process in your mind. So the first thing I tell them, always ask yourself, if the thoughts you're thinking, the words you're speaking, the emotions you're feeling, and the actions you're taking, are they life diminishing or are they life enhancing? Are they depleting your energy? Or are they raising your vibration? Are you getting excited? Are they postponing or propelling the manifestation of what you want? And if you can ask yourself that every day in a little meditation for five minutes in the morning, you're setting your tone so that when you're out there, you're now in a place of deliberate creation. Another Abrahamism, you know. You wanna create deliberately, not by default. That's what they always say. And that helped me so much in how to design your mind thinking. You know, I I call it design your mind thinking. And that's the first step to becoming a spiritual human being and understanding the very basic laws of the universe because everything is created by thought. So I tell them this. And if you're not careful about what you're thinking, you're not gonna be in control of what you're creating. And that's a very simple, basic concept. And it's uh, something that requires some faith because you can't always tell when the manifestation is gonna happen and you don't know what's happening subconsciously that could be sabotaging those askings but you always have to be looking inside you know to manage your your mindset and other things that are coming up from the subconscious and work your life presently in the moment and just be open to receive what's going to come and it will come so i i i it's sometimes a challenge for people to wrap their heads around that idea but it's the absolute truth. I have to, I have to start there. You have to, we, we, I wish they'd teach this in kindergarten. Mm. We, yeah. we would grow up completely different. There's nothing more important to learn than that. Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much, Jamie. This 
time just flies. And uh, just to make a little remark, so you were talking about Abraham. Not everybody might be familiar. Oh. So it's Abraham Hicks, and I'm going to put a link in the resource yes. section for you guys to check it out and uh, to have some fun with Abraham. <laughs> it's definitely an interesting journey. <laughs> sign, up for their daily, sign up for their daily quotes. Just read those quotes every day, and you'll be on uh, a spiritual a little spiritual awakening, practical spiritual awakening. It's not attached to a religious thing. It's just this practical spirituality. Awesome. Well, you have brought us an amazing, amazing gift. Do you mm -hmm. want to let us know what it is? All you guys have to do, we're going to give you a, uh, a free gift. Uh, just go to my website. Uh, it's called um, Your Branded Signature Program. It's a toolkit that really gets you going on how to begin to harvest all your creative intelligence and ideas and begin to put them into a signature system that's really gonna help your heart to sell. And then there's a place, there's a link where you can give me a call and we can review that and get you going uh, with a roadmap on how to get out there and uh, get some sales. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. I'm so looking forward to our next conversation, diving in deeper to, yeah, to your uniqueness and how people can express it and use it in their business to sell more, to serve more, to have more impact and to create the freedom and lifestyle they are looking for. Thank you so, so much, Jamie, for having been here today. Thank you, Christine. You are an amazing interviewer and thank you for having me on. Thank you. I really loved how Jamie pointed out the emotional palette and what you actually can do to make yourself more interesting, to really be more unique than you already are by using all the gifts that you have to serve more people. What an interesting point of view. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab with Jamie's episode. It's number 327 and you will find the show notes as well as resources and all the links that connect to Jamie. And once you're over there, I'm inviting you to sign up for the empowerment notes. If you have not already, that will bring right into your inbox some updates on Heart Sales Podcast and some really amazing tools and strategies and insights that I do not talk about on social media, but that you will get when you are part of the empowerment notes. And in case you do feel like sales just doesn't feel good for you, it's kind of in your way when growing your business, hop on over to christineschlonsky.com and find the tab for the sales assessment. Let's just have a chat either with me or my team so we can see where are your sales strengths and what are the best steps you can do next to really grow your business from your heart, with your heart, while being authentic and while not working more, but working in a different way. Thank you so much for having been here. I'm looking forward to the very last episode in 2020 with Jamie Greenberg that is coming up and we will talk about how to become a trailblazing thought leader. Thank you for being here and have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now. Bye.